car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. This week we're going to be talking to a consumer who emailed me, and I gave him a call back. We had a little conversation before, but it's in regards to who do you trust? Do you trust your ASC certified technician at, at an independent repair facility, or do you trust your dealership? And, you know, it's not so much who you trust as who you feel comfortable with, and we're going to talk with Ken. Ken's from Florida. And Ken had a questionable experience, and we're going to try to help him through it. So he never, ever has to go through that again. And, of course, our first half of the show is compliments of AC Delco Parts. AC Delco Parts, I use them on my personal vehicles, my customers' vehicles. I really appreciate the quality AC Delco puts into their parts. And you know you don't have to have a GM product to have an AC Delco part in your car. I personally have a vehicle that is not a GM product, and you know what I got underneath the hood? AC Delco Parts. What a great product. Let's give Ken a call and uh, talk about how we can help him help himself with future car repairs. Hey, it's Pam. Hello, Pam. How you doing? Good. Let's discuss your experience at the dealership. Okay. So you've got a station wagon type SUV vehicle. Love it. <laughs> They're really, really nice too. And you only have seventy-one thousand on the odometer, and you uh -huh. heard a noise, and sent you over to the dealer for warranty, and yeah. they confirmed the noise, and then you took it in, and well, it was the after basically everybody thinking I was crazy that I heard this noise, that it was a like a. Best description was like marbles rolling around. I took it into the dealership finally, and the manager decided to go for a ride with me. Well, it turns out that the car was out of warranty for the um, transmission, which is what everybody was kind of thinking it might be. And he goes, Oh, no, 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 it's not your transmission. It is probably your catalytic converter. And I'm going, okay, well, that makes sense. And then, you know, in speaking to some very knowledgeable people, they're going, well, your engine light didn't come on. And I'm going, okay, well, no, it didn't. So he said, bring it back in on Monday, and we will do a test. And I'm going, great, this will be, we'll finally get this thing, because if it's the catalytic converter, it was under warranty. Correct. Because it was, you know, it had that 80,000 miles on the car, it didn't have 80 yet. Correct. So, That's the federal the emission warranty, yes. Everybody right. has that. So I showed up at 9 a.m. like I was supposed to, and they came in, and after about 35 minutes, when did you have your oil changed last? It was done exactly 4,000 miles previous to this. Mm -hmm. And ironically, it was scheduled to have another oil change the very next day. 
So they kind of basically said, well, you have no oil in the car. And I said, what do you mean I have no oil in the car? Well, we need to have the oil change before we can even check it. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, scheduled for an oil change tomorrow. But if I haven't got any oil, I can't run this risk. So, yeah, please do the oil change. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, a by the time we get all done, they come back out and said, oh, it was the whatever it was, the oil change took care of it. And that's what got me scared. Because an oil change does not take care of a grinding sound in the car. And then to find out when they said it didn't have any oil, it was just that it didn't register on the dipstick. Well, that only means that was a quart low. It holds six quarts of oil. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, first of all, you use, you know, a synthetic. That's what I'm sure that the dealership put in your vehicle. So, you know, even if you use it for severe duty, you can go well over the 3,000 miles. Well, yeah, that's what. That's why we pay the extra money to have it put in with the better mm -hmm. oil because I'm not the most efficient person on getting it in there on the 3,000 mark. Right. It might be 4,000 miles. You know, besides that point, were you talking to a technician or were you talking to no, a service writer? No, I was writer, only or? talking to a service rep is the only person that I actually spoke to. Mm -hmm. And things were just not making very good sense. That's why I immediately brought the car down and had it tested. Right. And, and they, then they told me that there was no machine to test the catalytic converter. That's incorrect. But you're, again, going, you were talking oh, to a service rep who they don't go through all the classes and everything like a technician does. Yeah. So because, I'm like, well, first of all, I mean, you know, I, I will be the first one to admit that, you know, I'm a firm believer that people do the job they are paid to do. Mm -hmm. and they do it very well. I know nothing about a car, nor do I want to, but I want to trust the person that's working on my car. Exactly. Let's start off first, you know, we talked earlier and before you took it down to the dealership that you had all the fluid levels checked and yeah, it had the oil was registering on the dipstick. The day before. The day before. And it was registering on the dipstick. Yes. So... You know, you give them the benefit of the doubt that they were got your car mixed up with somebody else, or I don't know. It's, well, all it's I hard know to is say. that it just did not make a lot of sense to me. And I'll be, like I said, I'm, not, I'm the first one to admit, I'm not the brightest wad out there on cars. Mm -hmm. Put me into pickles or real estate, we're going to talk for a while. <laughs> but right now in cars, I don't know crap and don't want to know about it. Well, I'm gonna and I have to trust the person that I'm dealing with, and particularly when I get the bill for an oil change and them charging me to hook it up to a diagnostic, and then I find out that I'm being charged $8.95 to dispose of oil, of which I'm informed somebody buys. They don't pay to get rid of it, but somebody buys the oil. That's very popular right now because of all the gas prices, as high as they are, for the automotive center to actually sell to the highest bidder. And it can go up to a dollar a gallon right now in the specific area where I'm at that the dealership or the auto center is getting reimbursed for that used motor oil. Right. So, well, well if let's, this is let's the break. case, why am I paying somebody eight ninety five? No, I don't know. For four quarts, when they're getting an additional fee to sell it, plus I'm paying them more to change my oil than I would pay to have Jiffy Lube or something. You know, we are talking about a mechanic that mm -hmm. both serves that takes care of your car. Yes, an ASC Blue Seal shop. Yes. 
Mesa you know, certified and, tech. And when you and when you go to your dealership where you bought the car, and it's just like all of a sudden, oh, you're out of warranty. You're out of warranty. Oh, well, let's find out what's wrong with your car and how much can we charge you. Well, let me tell you how you can protect yourself against the your outer warranty, and let's see how much we can charge you. You know, always ask if you go into a dealership or a large repair facility, uh, especially national chains, so on and so forth. You always ask them, are you guys on commission? You know, is that service writer on commission? You want to know. You want to know what you're working with. Mm. You want to know if... You know, they're not on commission, they have your best interest, or they have uh, their interest as well while having your car serviced. Talking earlier about that we didn't mention was your check engine light did come on before you went to the dealership. Yeah. He told me, you know, when you had it rechecked at the independent repair facility, they could see that, you know, All the, the codes com- had been wiped out. The computer had been reset, and you were telling me that uh, you're reading the back, it says that the... Uh, Emission system, it was still in its learning phase. It didn't go through its relearn yet. Right. Well, see, my biggest concern in all of this is, yeah, they changed the oil, mm-hmm. and the rattle stopped. But that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would that rattle stop? But changing an oil and check engine light, all of that, has nothing to do with the oil. And the oil light never illuminated? A little the symbol. oil light never came on. And on the, the oil pressure never came? Never came on. In fact... The technician told me, she said, oh, well... The technician or you, service writer? The, the service writer. Okay. She said, oh, you're, that's, on, that's an emissions uh, code that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And I immediately said, great, then that means it's the catalytic converter, which, of course, was under warranty. Well, then they come back and going, oh, no, 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 we don't know. It was, it apparently it was an oil pressure, and it's all been fixed. And changing the oil did it. Well, that just didn't make sense to me. And where I got concerned and immediately ran to my person that normally does the maintenance on my car mm-hmm. with this and went, this doesn't make sense. If I drive my car for six months or three months, did they do something to this car that's going to cause damage to it further down that's going to cost me a lot more money? Because they don't want to take care of a problem that could be their responsibility to repair. And that's what scares me. You know, they wouldn't do that. But to protect yourself, and it doesn't matter where you're at getting your car repaired, first of all, you want to find out are they in commission or not because that's going to give you a heads up. I mean, honestly, how much you're going to pay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You're on commission. I mean, human nature. I never realized that people pay technicians or pay service people to be on commission. Oh, yes. You know, for every job, for work that they've had done and everything, they'll be on commission. And you find out if that specific shop has that program or not. I know my shop doesn't, but because um, I don't believe that's how it's supposed to work. But that's, you know, a difference in my... Well, I, did, I never would have even dreamt management. that you would put a uh, dealership or put a service department on an auto on commission. I just... That would, I'm an old salesman, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's what suggestive selling is. You convince somebody that they need a pair of socks to go with their underwear, exactly. you know, because you're building up your commission and your suits and whatever. Exactly. And, you know, so I would never have even dreamt that they would have put cars mm-hmm. on commission. And, and then, that makes perfect sense. And then, you know, you have a service writer who's not savvy with, actual repair of vehicles i mean they understand the concept but they're not under the hood every day and they don't Mm -hmm. go to the classes and all that so if you're having this issue like they said there's no oil 
And then you want to go right into those two words I always tell everybody, why? Why don't I have any oil? Why? I want to talk to somebody and have them tell me why. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if that was the case, then you, you, you want to do that show and tell. I want to see this. Show me. You right. know, daring plug out. I want to see how much oil comes out of this. I want you guys to measure how much oil is coming out because you're telling me this is the issue. And they didn't do that. And, they, and I asked them that question. They said, oh, we didn't measure it. We just drained it well if they drained the oil and there was oil in that car right and oil you know eight quarts of oil or six quarts of oil do not disappear in four thousand miles no not on a new car not on that type of a car you know no, not I, on a new well, car. i would be seeing oil stains on my driveway and my driveway has no oil stain right and you know if you're burning it it's not gonna show you're not gonna see it like the old cars when they burn it but still, you know, you're having the fluid levels checked once a month, hopefully, like I tell everybody. Yeah, yeah, I was in a complete shock at this. And then when I started giving this information, I immediately picked up the phone and called my technician mm-hmm. and said, does this make sense? And they're going, no, it doesn't make sense. Because they should be able to tell you that the there is a device to check to see if your catalytic converter is working. Well, you know, even reading the data stream for the emission system, catalytic converters, which breaks down gases into almost harmless gas coming out of the exhaust pipe, there are sensors before and after the converters that literally, lack of a better word, sniff the exhaust mm-hmm. for fuel and so on and so forth. And by doing so, you know, it's going to measure trim. There's, It's called a trim. It's going to measure this trim, and it's going to see it there. And, you know, when the converters do fail, it'll actually set a code, a PO420 code. It'll say catalytic inefficiency. Uh, a lot of shops will have five gas analyzers that will actually measure the exhaust, the particulates out of the exhaust of your vehicle, and you can see there how efficient this converter is. I mean, there's so many different ways you can check. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there again, that's when you want to actually talk to the technician because a service writer who, you know, whose duty is to relay to the technician what your problem is, they're savvy to the point that they understand, you know, cause and effect and result, but... They don't actually get down there and do all the testing, so on and so forth. So, no, they, they're not going to know that. And if you're just tuning in, this is Car Care for the Clueless. I'm your host, Pam Oaks. We are talking to Ken from Florida. Ken had a questionable experience, and we're trying to help him help himself and help himself to future car repairs, what he needs to do, questions he needs to ask. So uh, let's get back to the show, but... First, we need to thank uh, Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% Associate Owned, for sponsoring our second half of the show. Jasper Engines and Transmissions, I put them in my customers' cars for decades. Actually, one of my shop vehicles, my repair vehicles, it has a Jasper engine in it. And remember, it has the three-year, 100,000-mile warranty, and that warranty is transferable. Remember, using a remanufactured engine like Jasper or transmission is going to be a lot cheaper than replacing the entire vehicle. So uh, keep that in mind, Jasper engines and transmission. So let's get back with Ken and help him out. Well, you see, this is what you know. This this is what kind of concerned me because it'd be like going to your doctor with 
you know, symptoms of a tumor and the, and the nurse saying, oh, we'll just put a Band-Aid on it and go home. Exactly. And that is not the answer I wanted. I want to know why I've got a problem. Exactly. Don't put a Band-Aid on it. Tell me what is wrong. And that's Because wh- this car has got to last me for another three years. And that's why it's so important to talk to your ASC certified technician. It well, is. you convinced me. I can tell you, you that. You have that good rapport with them. Yes. And I love my technicians. They are... But, you know, it was under warranty. I would not, to be truthful, I would not have even let the dealership touch the car mm-hmm. had there not been a possibility that there, that this vehicle, you know, was still under warranty for some part. And now I guess I have to run with the the idea that, my God, what happens? You know, what yeah. happens? I don't trust my own car now, you know. Do... Am I going to break down? Am I going to have a problem that is going to be more severe? Am I going to be looking at three, four, five thousand dollars down the road for a repair that could have been done for virtually nothing now? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is why you really need to be vigilant in the next few months by really paying attention how your car is performing and get with your tech and make sure that you know the emission system is operating like it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I will be making regular visits to my technicians to make sure that everything is running because I can't afford not to at this point. Yeah, n- nobody no, can. It, repair has gotten so expensive to all, all of us, including us techs. You know, we have the knowledge to repair it ourselves, but we still have to purchase these parts to repair our, right. our own vehicles. And it's gotten pretty outrageous. Yeah, and, I mean, it does reach a point where sooner or later it goes, was well, it cheaper just to buy a new car or to fix the one you've got? Exactly. You know, you we want you to get the most out of your car. Yeah. So and there's nothing wrong with the body. This is Florida. Florida, we our bodies last forever. Oh yeah. We're preserved here. <laughs> oh yeah, they are. Basically, they are. Good rule of thumb that you may want to do is that there are several recalls on this specific vehicle that may or may not have been addressed and i don't know if it was at the dealership if they checked it out you know if they had that kind of time how long were you there about an hour and a half to two hours for an oil change okay basically and right. that to find out what the possibility of what could be the cause of this rattling sound mm-hmm. but it was but it was not just a rattling inside the car i mean it was a rattling that you could hear with the window down. It was really loud driving down the street. It was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a rattling, knocking sound. Well, you know, they have some campaigns. In fact, one just came out last year. You said you've had the car for about a year? Uh, exactly. One year, one month. <laughs> well, they have exactly one. Exactly. One month after the warranty wore out. Well, they have a recall campaign emission canister the purge solenoid valve uh-huh maybe it was a fuel issue you know that would be causing this uh, pre-ignition knock maybe that's what you were hearing possibly good but i don't know we don't know so a couple of recalls on this and in fact one of them they even go up to 120,000 miles for the differential pinion seal, they'll cover it up to 120,000 miles of the vehicle or 10 years. So, Whoa. Oh, yeah. So, you know, your best way is inside your manual or on your DVD that you got with your mm-hmm. vehicle purchase on your car. Or you can go online for customer service for the 1-800 number and 
supply them your vehicle identification number, the VIN number. Mm-hmm. You find that in the windshield or in the door jam or in your insurance card and ask them if you have any outstanding recalls. Oh, consumer excellent. Consumer satisfaction campaigns. And since you just bought this, you know, your address may have not caught up. Well, that would be true. There's been a recent move also in there. Oh, there you go. See, it could have got lost in the mail. Yeah, but, you know, the other thing is that I, you know, I sit there and think about the fact that, you know, I went to a dealership to buy a car. Mm-hmm. I bought a certified car. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the certification runs out one month and I have problems. Oh, my gosh. Well, it, you it know, must be the law. <laughs> this, this campaign, this emission canister purge solenoid valve, this campaign, yes. this just came out last March. So it came out about the same time you purchased the vehicle. Hmm. So I should be doing some, I should do a little research. Just do a little research. Excellent, excellent. Because we want to make sure that this has been performed. I had a a friend who purchased a vehicle. The previous owner, after quizzing them, because it was a customer-to-customer car, they knew about the recall, and they got the letters, but they never had the recall performed. We saw the issue, and we informed the customer, and I says, wait a minute, there's a recall on this. And I researched back, and no, the previous owner didn't have the recall perform the paperwork, but nothing was done. You know, you could even oh. run into an issue like that. Well, this would be something that I guess I'm going to have to make sure that everything was, if there were any recalls on this car, that it was performed. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that this car is up to date. And now, wouldn't a recall still be honored on that vehicle? It, it really depends upon what type of recall it is. For an example, the rear pinion seal, that one's for 10 years or 120,000 miles. Okay. Okay. Like, for an example, an incorrect tire rim label. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be for the lifespan of the car. Each recall or consumer satisfaction is going to be different. And well, I'm for more different manufacturers. The mechanical ones than the decorative ones. Oh, know? yeah. Well, they're all for mechanical. They're not going to be decorative, really. Very important. So that's my first step I would take. And then my second step, since nobody could identify this noise and nobody could see what was done, you just stay in close contact with your automotive center, you know, your trusted ASC Blue Seal shop. Keep an eye on it and see if you see anything uh, start to manifest. Yeah, well, you see, this is the point. I trust my I trust my mechanic. I don't trust the dealership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, that's, that, that's the sad part of this whole thing. And, you know, it's not like your doctor. you got to trust your doctor. you got to trust your doctor, exactly. Otherwise, you're going to spend the rest of your life worrying whether you got something wrong, you know. Exactly. And you don't want to do that. So you're going to keep in I contact. I put a lot of, you know, and I drive a great distance, you know, every month. And, you know, this now scares me if I've got to stop on my little, one of my little 600-mile jaunts that, you know, am I going to break down? need enough security. That's the reason why you take care of your car. Exactly. And, you know, you're trying. You're trying to do the right things. But in this little incident, you really need to pay close attention to what's going on with your car. And, you know, every so often, at least once a month, take it in and have them just do a real quick check over. It won't take you long at all. I'm sure that you don't even need an appointment for that. You know, check the fluid levels because they're telling you that you had no oil in it which right. obviously you did, you know, just start right there and just have everything documented. Well, it is, it's always a learning experience to, to 
understand this, but God, it would be so nice if things were just taken care of. That's what you're paying people to do. That's right. And, you know, I want to bring up one real quick thing because this is one of my pet peeves. You were saying that they charged you $8.90? Yes. For um, disposal fee. For disposal fee? You know, always question that. What is this for and why? Always ask why. Why? Why? Well, I also question why you have to pay $30.95 for somebody to plug something into a computer that possibly is under warranty when you're taking it in for that. To have them go, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Normally, you know, where I'm at when we plug it into the computer, it's just, you just don't plug it in. I mean, there's hundreds of pieces of data that come out of that vehicle. Oh, okay. It takes time to read. And everybody gets, you know, should be paid through the services they perform. But I want to trust that the services are being correct. Exactly. And you don't even know what code was in there. And I don't. No, I do not know. They just said it was a misfire. I was getting misfire readings. Well, see, if you're saying misfire readings, this goes back to how I want you to get a hold and ask them about this evaporative emission canister purge solenoid valve. Okay. You expect me to it's... remember this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to ask them. <laughs> Sam, could you put this into English for me? <laughs> you're you're going to ask them if, you've had a, if you have any open recalls. That's a good one. <laughs> that I can remember. <laughs> because, you know, there is a slim possibility that, that for whatever reason, if this was just absolutely failing hideously, it could have caused a misfire. There again, your rattling noise, you know, that could have been from pre-ignition, because this is all to do with, you know, the fuel air in your well, vehicle. this is, okay, you see, now it's like opening up another can of worms here for me. So mm-hmm. I need to find out what, I guess, was recalled and whether I'm getting the correct information. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the way, ask your ASC Blue Seal shop to uh, check out and see if somebody has replaced this part. They can go up there. Okay. That's, that's, an, that's another suggestion. I think, I, I think I'm going to make a little appointment and have them go and check that. I think that'd be a good idea. And meanwhile, find out from GM. But remember, always ask why. And then, you know, while you're at your ASC Blue Seal shop, have them point out that part. Oh. It's a little learning thing. Yeah. And you'll say, hey, yeah. oh, that's what that is. And, you know, they'll explain it more in depth for well, you. I love the fact that I, if I just trust the person that's working on my car, that's what I trust. And that's just what take it's all about. take care of my car, take care of me, I'm a happy camper. That's what it's all you about. And, yeah. you know, you just need to trust the people that are working for you. Exactly. But, boy, when there's some questions that don't make sense, that's when you start losing the trust. Exactly. And changing my oil does not make sense to me as to why my engine st- or my motor engine whatever stopped rattling. No, because, you know, there we go back again when you had it checked a day or two before. Everything was fine. And everything was fine. And it was making the noise at that time as well. Correct. But it just got predominantly worse over a weekend. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of miles put on it in that weekend, and... By Monday morning, it was very visible that there was a problem. But oil change, got the car back, no noise. <laughs> they just did the I Dream of Genie head bob, and you don't know it. <laughs> I don't know. It must be that there is that magic out there that I'm just not aware of, <laughs> which it was 
Uh, a little more of it my way. I need some more magic here. <laughs> you know, I could think of maybe, you know, you had an engine knock, but, you know, they had it checked out before and it was full. So It was not an engine knock. It did not yeah. happen to, I convinced, I have burned bad gas over the years in cars, mm-hmm. and I know what engine knock sounds like. Yeah, and the minute you go to a higher octane gas, it does disappear. No, I'm talking about because it lacked lubricant. Okay, and well, oil. That, yeah, that may be, but it you'd just, know that noise. I would know that noise. Yeah. This was not. And doesn't an engine freeze up if it doesn't have oil? Eventually, yeah. Yeah, you know, it seems to me over the years I probably have done that once or twice <laughs> on a car. <laughs> I know people have come close. And I've seen in my some early people, years, you know, <laughs> you'd be surprised how long you can run a Volkswagen without any oil in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Those I, are the college days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I've helped. You have been a great deal of help, Pam. Thank you very much for your information and, and a good evening to you. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Pam. So, you know, Ken has a lot of homework he has to do regarding his Cadillac. And I hope we helped him out. Uh, First of all, like I said to Ken, you need to ask why. You need to ask why often at a repair facility, especially one that you're really not too familiar with. It doesn't matter if it's in mom and pop or if it's a dealership. Ask why. Why do I need this? Why are we doing this? Why? And the other thing is how. How is this going to affect my car? What is this repair going to do? And mainly, how's it going to affect my wallet? Ken was telling me that um, pretty pricey oil change for that vehicle and for a couple of hours trying to figure out this noise. And I hope we've got him in the right direction for his mystery noise. Uh, Ken, please let us know what's going on. We'll report back to everybody. Thank you, everyone out there who's listening to Car Care for the Clueless. Thank you for all those emails. We're going to do email catch-up pretty soon. And, of course, I'm going to talk about maintenance, maintenance, maintenance pretty soon. Very, very important. Like, uh, had Ken not been performing maintenance, this may have snowballed into something extremely serious with a high price tag on it. So, please, remember maintenance. Remember, once a month, have your vehicle checked over by an ASC certified technician. Put air in your tires, top the fluid levels off. It is all about maintenance. That's why cars last, because they've been maintained properly. And when things, little things even happen, you get them taken care of right away. And not only does it make the vehicle last longer, but the resale value on it is going to be higher because you took care of it. So remember, maintenance. And that's for an up-and-coming episode. Again, thank you for tuning in. And this all is about you and how you are becoming a savvy car care consumer until next week take care thanks for joining us today please make sure to come back next week for another edition of car care for the clueless and don't forget to look for pam's book car care for the clueless or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle you'll find it on our website just click on the icon host website right in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page see you next week